Sometimes I have a really good idea what's going to happen, but <laughs> I like when I'm not in control. <laughs> Let's just stand on our feet and just worship Him. Whoa! <laughs> mm, there it is. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Just um, just pull, pull on the grace in the room. There's a grace in the room to just pull in right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More, Lord. More, more, more. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. We say yes to your purposes, Lord. We say yes to your purposes, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, Lord. More, Lord. says the Bible says to to be filled with the Holy Spirit the Apostle Paul said that it is Christ in you the hope of glory and there's a moment right here in time where uh, Jesus I, I'm telling you Jesus is in this room right now and um, there's just a, a pull where um, John 5, verse 35, it was said of John the Baptist that he was a burning and shining lamp. And I don't know what you need to do to engage God, but just all across this room, if you're just able to just lift your hands and I just say, Lord, increase your presence. Some of you are going to, some of you already felt it, but some of you are going to begin to get really hot because God's turning up the heat and he's filling you. If you desire just to be filled you're actually, many of you are going to be filled physically already on your feet, your hands. More, Lord, more. Lord, as much as we can handle in this room tonight. We just say, fill us to overflowing, Lord. 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 Fill, 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 fill. Fill, 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 fill. There's, um, there's some of you in this room, I just saw this picture and it was like um, 
There was closets in your house that you just wouldn't allow the Lord in. And it was because of pain and hurt. And right when I said that, some of you just knew exactly what that was. Uh, there's two of you in this room that it's addictions. Just let the Lord in. There's an anointing in this room right now to just set you free. Open that door. Right now, the Lord wants to heal somebody of a father issue. You've had a father issue for years. You've never... Whoa! The Lord's going to pull it right out. Like a root system. So, Lord, just fill, fill, fill all the closets, all the places, Lord. Every place you want to go. Every, I'm telling you, if you pray that prayer, it's a dangerous prayer, but God will change your life. More, Lord. More, 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 more. As much as we can handle in this room. As much as we can handle, Lord. Increase your glory. We say yes. We say yes. We say yes. We say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. More, Lord. More, 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 more. There is um, a marriage in this room. Nobody knows that you're struggling. Uh, one of you has considered divorce. You haven't vocalized it to another person. The Lord wants to heal your marriage tonight. The Lord wants to heal your marriage tonight, right here in the glory, right here in the anointing, right here in the anointing. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Shekemboka, shata. Rendebokaya, hatabaka. Kandarabo, sheteboka. Endebo shata hatarabokaya rendebo shata hatabokaya I felt like I felt like one of the things I was just uh, just sitting there in the corner and one of the things I just I just kept feeling I was actually going to bring that girl up the uh, I know it's Mike Pastor Mike's uh, granddaughter and I felt like the Lord wanted to prophesy through it and then she actually shared the picture and the Lord is saying that he is he is jealous for his glory in the nations of the earth. And he prophesies through that child a prophetic picture that I will fill the earth with my glory in this hour. For, for, it, is not, for it is not an awakening, for, but it is my whole earth being filled with the glory of God. It is a revolution in my church. I am changing the face of the church, even in this hour, even in this moment, even in this region. I'm changing. I'm shifting the foundation of the church. For I own my church. And when I return, I'm coming to a church that is without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And where Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. And I am Lord over the government in this nation. And I am restoring righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. In the next two years, you will see righteousness restored to the Senate, to the Congress. Pray, 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 pray in this hour. 
I just saw like it was like a, a teeter totter on a playground. And I and I felt I said, What is that, Lord? And he said, The nation is teetering on the prayers of the people of God. And and I'm looking for one. I'm looking for two. My eyes look to and fro for a house that will contend for righteousness, that will contend for the dethroning of abortion, that will contend for righteous leaders. I say to you that even in this year I will begin to expose unrighteousness in the church and in and in the Senate. And I will un- expose unrighteous leaders. For there is a new breed, a new people awakening, a new bride awakening in this hour. It is a bride of righteousness and truth and justice. And they will rise with integrity of heart, but with fire in their mouth. And what they speak will change atmospheres. And when they speak, cities will change. Nations will change. And I say to you, the stadiums, even in this region, will be filled with worshipers. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, worshiping me. For did I not declare in Acts chapter 5 that I would rebuild the tabernacle of David? And I say to you, I will rebuild the tabernacle of David in, this, in the earth. For I am jealous for my people, and I will have a people who love me with all their heart, all their soul, and all their mind. And I say to you, there is a generation awakening. There is a generation awakening who will not see a difference between church and the secular. But the glory of God will go in the Wall Street. The glory of God will go in Washington, D.C. I say to you, there will be an awakening, even in Harvard, even in Princeton, even among the Ivy Leagues. And it will be a sign unto you. That there will be a greater awakening coming, even says the Lord, from the East Coast to the West Coast, in the middle of the United States, the whole earth will be filled with my glory. And I will build a highway. I will build a highway between leaders in this hour. I will build a highway between key apostolic leaders for strategies, for understanding of the time and the seasons that we live in. For I say to you, you live in strategic times. It is much like the time where I raised up Joseph. It is the timing for the unveiling of the Josephs in this hour. I will release the Josephs in the land to, to, to be a righteous people, to speak to the pharaohs, to declare truth and righteousness. And do not worry. Do not fret, for I say to you, for those connected with heaven, there will be opportunities, there will be income, there will be prosperity. For the, for the world will come to the church and ask, how have you prospered in this hour? How have you built the buildings in this hour? How have you ministered to the sick? For I say to you, there is a key shift happening. Even as the government is now bankrupt, it is a sign unto the church that the transfer of wealth is even happening. And I am raising key apostolic centers to minister to the whole man. For it was a sign. It was a key sign to this generation. When my dear servant, Oral Roberts, came into eternity, it was a sign that I brought it through one man in one generation. Now I will bring it through the whole body. The message, the complete message of body, soul, and spirit to the nations of the earth. Key apostolic places will be raised up to be a time, to be a place, to be a fortress for a world that doesn't know where they're coming and they're going. For I say to you, that which you said couldn't be saved. I am the God who saves. I am the God who saves the impossible. 
Contend, 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 contend for those you thought were hopeless. Even for lost family members. Even one, says the Lord, even tonight, who are without hope, who are in addiction, who you said, Lord, how will they ever come to you? I say in moments of time, they will step into the glory of God and their eyes will be opened. Pray for the spirit of revelation. Pray for the spirit of revelation that your eyes may be open. And I will open the doors the heavens have opened over the Muslim world and they will see the one true God, Jesus. There will come a time, even on international satellites, where you see Muslim clerics and say, Jesus appeared to me last night, and he is the one true God. And even among my chosen people, my holy nation, Israel, who I have never forsaken. Shabbat Kandabokaya. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Just stay engaged. It's just going to come like waves tonight. Thank you. For I even speak through the miracles. Even what you saw Wednesday night was just a prophetic seed of a greater thing. I say to you, it is a sign of a shift over this region. The miracles will increase. The glory will increase. Just see like a snowball. Just, it, it was like something was unlocked in January. It's like a snowball. It's gaining momentum going down the hill. Shamandabokaya. For even some have said, isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? But, but we'll go back to church as usual. They'll, they, we'll just have to struggle along. And I say to you, I am shifting the face of the church. There is a momentum in the spirit. For those who have ears to hear and eyes to see what I'm doing, open your eyes and see. Open your eyes that the heavens are open in this hour. The heavens are open in this hour. It is a time of strategic change. It is a time of winds of change. The very foundation, the very uh, foundation in the root system is about to shift in America. The very consumer culture of the Western church is about to shift. And I will be the magnificent obsession of my people. And it will be a revival... It will be a revival and a reformation of those who see my face and glory and restoration. For even in this hour, the space between heaven and earth is coming closer through my son, Jesus. 
as my people see Jesus for who he is, the space between heaven and earth will become one to them. And I will come in, in my glory in cities and in regions and churches. For I say to you, think outside even the realm of what you've even thought possible. And I am breaking the restraints of the world system. Do not look at what you can see or what you can feel or even what you see out of your checkbook. Because heaven has unlimited resources. And many will go into the heavenly places and discover the inheritance that I have given them. For even in this hour, I just saw a room right now. And it is a room of prophetic promises. And I say to you, the door to that room is now open tonight. That you may open the door to prophetic seeds and promises. There is somebody in this room, you had a prophetic promise 20 years ago. And the Lord says, access it from heaven. Speak it, meditate it, live from the heavenly place and see it manifested. For what is prophesied in the morning in the coming season will come to pass in the afternoon. For time is accelerating. For what you saw in Toronto and in Brownsville was not just a simple visitation and a refreshing. But it was a sign of a greater outpouring. Of a greater reality inside the earth. For I desire for that movement even as it is done. I say to you it is a movement that is going to shape the course of history and change the very nations of the world. And the strengths from all the movements that began as a Sousa Street will be part of this great reformation that I am releasing in the earth. No longer look at your brother and say, I am no part of him and he is no part of me because I don't like what he say or what he speaks. For I am joining together one under the banner of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I am breaking the spirit of religion even in this area tonight, says the Lord. <laughs> For even the pride of intellectualism and elitism that comes with the religious spirit is being broken off the minds of even many even evangelical leaders who have mocked the previous move of God. I will visit them in the night. I will show them myself to them. And I will invite them into my very purposes in this hour. For I am a God who has no, who has no distinction between network, between denominations. And I will join my body together as one in this hour. For as my people see me and perceive me, they will walk with humble hearts, they will walk without offense, and they will walk as one army. For just as my son prayed and prophesied in John 17, is what my people will become. But now is its key time, now is a key season to shift and to align with heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
Shebokaya, Rembokoya. Thank you, Lord. For even in this nation, this nation will be drawn into conflicts in other regions in the earth. So pray for your leaders. Pray that your leaders would be aligned with heaven, for they must hear from heaven in this hour for strategic plans and understanding of the times and even the seasons that they live in. For just as I will physically even send this nation to even other parts of the region and of the earth to engage in conflict, it is a sign unto my people that they must engage the enemy and move full force ahead with my battle plans in this hour. Mm. Thank you, Lord. 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 There's um, there was just a, a, a power from heaven released upon that word there. Um, I believe that, uh, yeah, thanks, Lord. I, bef- I believe if just some of you will just, um, I feel like the Lord's been moving on some of your hearts, and you're like, at the edge of the river of God, and I feel like there was a grace, because there's grace relief to what, when heaven speaks, to jump fully into the river of God, even after tonight, and begin to discover things about God that you never even knew. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, might just transition here in a minute to a few moments here, but um, I don't know if some of you've gotten hotter, but I there's some. Um, uh, yeah, thanks, Lord. There's a. Um, there's just. There are um, angels of. Two that I see, two angels of fire in this room um, that have come in this room for the specific purpose of, uh, just want to say this correctly, they want to touch everyone who's hungry, but they specifically come for some of you tonight to actually change your entire spiritual DNA. Um, just put some biblical understanding to that. Um, Acts 4, the room shook. Peter's in that room, and we don't find it until that moment recorded in Scripture that as he walked, his shadow began to heal the sick because something shifted upon the inside of him. And there's a shift in this room right now. 
I believe that every time we come into the presence of the Lord that there's a shift. But the ability for us to receive a greater shift often is determined by the posture of our hearts. Just put your hand on right here. Whoa, if you would. Uh, Some of you are going to feel this. It's okay if you don't. I just know that you'll know the difference of it. Um, My right hand is really hot. Lord, in the name of Jesus, by the authority you've given him, may I rip up any root systems that are contrary to heaven. Now! In Jesus' name, I break off. I break off in the name of Jesus. Some of you are going to feel like fire on your head right now. I break off patterns of unbelief that even came in at childhood that cause you to even... Um, wonder about your own encounters with the Lord and wonder if God is really... Now! In Jesus' name. There it is. There's fire on some people's feet because the Lord now can take you into new territory. I, I think that's part of that. See, it's like a puzzle. The Holy Spirit's like a puzzle. and he's putting, That's part of that religious spirit being broken. Lord, limitations... The Lord is breaking limitations off of some of you tonight. I know I know this is kind of an odd picture, but I saw like I saw like like somebody in this room and the Lord wanted to give you a, a big glass of his river and it was that river that could bring you healing and you kept pushing it away. So I say, Lord, just release a grace to receive everything that we have tonight. And by the authority you've given me, I just break off all restrictions off people. I break off the limitations that says this is not God. That's just your... Go! In Jesus' name. Wow. There's a, there's a synergy in this region that the Lord is building. Um, there's a synergy in God, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's a synergy that He's inviting us into at um, John 17. But there's a synergy that's been created in this room that's going to unleash a momentum in this region that is beyond even the prophetic words that you have written down. Uh. Thank you, Lord. 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 
There's also, I believe, um, an impartation in this room. Um, tonight, um, I just saw like a picture just on worship of uh, people jumping into the river and just receiving <coughs> that which they were asking the Lord for. So that should be exciting for people who have been asking things of the Lord. I prophesy over those in this room asking. There's people who have been here asking for greater breakthrough in the area of healing. You've seen healing, but you haven't seen signs and wonders. I prophesy that it's a new day for you. Um, Blind eyes will begin to open. Deaf ears will begin to open. There's coming um, a download to some of you that you'll even know um, the very secrets of people, the very things that happened in their childhood. And it will be like a key that will unlock the door for revelation for them to see the gospel. And I prophesy that there's an impartation in this room tonight of greater prophetic understanding of the times and the seasons. Uh, There's somebody in this room, you have an unsaved child and you've been asking the Lord for insight on how to pray for him. Tonight, uh, uh, there's a new shift happening and there's going to be a release of understanding of even how to pray and it will be the key that unlocks the door that you have. Thanks, Lord. You could kind of prophesy all night. (laughs) There's a timing to that too, huh? Well, I guess I'm not going to preach that message. (laughs) I have a lot of really good messages (laughs) that I've never preached. Maybe their message is for me. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks, Lord. I'm not quite sure everything that's happening right now, so... There's a lot I could say. I'm just trying to make sure, you know, because there's like a momentum in the spirit and there's a wind in the spirit. and So we just want to stay in that <laughs> flow. Thanks, Lord. If you have your um, Bibles, turn with me to John 17, verse 3. 
we'll see where this goes. <laughs> it's great to be here. I have a table in the back. You can take a look at it if you want. It has some of the messages I have been able to preach. <laughs> My mom likes it when we go in that mode. <laughs> Sometimes I do a lot of teaching. She goes, it's okay. <laughs> she's, a, she's a teacher for many years. Are they recording this? <laughs> no, maybe we can... I was going to say something, but I won't say it. Because <laughs> I'll send her the CD. Just between you and me. <laughs> you know, you just never retire. You just do something different. But she's doing something different, but she doesn't like me to say that you, the R word, so... Just leave it there. <laughs> she does. She, she likes the high prophetic stuff, you know. <laughs> you ever hang out with my mom? She's an evangelist. She is. No, I just say she's bold. She won't tell you this, but she's led a lot of people. She goes to the nursing home. That's her. Something she does. And she's led people to the Lord right on their deathbed. And so she uses the same method that she would use with somebody about to die when she's at the supermarket. You know who Jesus is? What? You're going to hell. <laughs> you need Jesus in your life. He's really good. It does work. <laughs> so, a friend of mine, he, he's got a different form of evangelism, a little different than mine. And we we're on our way somewhere to go minister. We were at a gas station and, you know, let's just say I just have a different method of prophetic evangelism, you know. God loves you. I see you as a child, you know. I'm kind of PC, you know. So he goes up to this Muslim guy at the gas station. He says, excuse me, sir, are you Muslim? Yes, I am. He goes, Allah is a false god. <laughs> I dropped down in the back. I said, we're dying. I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> I said, it's over here. <laughs> we're about to get kicked out of the gas station. 
But watch what happened. The guy began, began repenting of his sins. You may not call it loving, and God calls it just what the doctor ordered. You know, it's, that's why it's really key to hear the Spirit of the Lord. Because some people need, I mean, the truth is some people need to be knocked over the head, you know, like that. Boom! Right there, you know. <laughs> we must love, but we must love and tell the truth. Jesus loves you so much that you don't have to live that way. And that you're living in error and you're deceived. Because love breaks deception. The reason you're there is because you don't understand love. So you're trying to find it in a deceived area. John 17, 3. This is eternal life. It means to know and to perceive and to recognize and become acquainted with and understand you, the only true and real God, and likewise to know him, Jesus Christ, the anointed one whom you have sent. Lord, thanks for everything that you're doing. Lord, I just ask that um, I would uh, just even understand in greater measure tonight what it means to actually stand in the counsel of the Lord So let me stand in the counsel of the Lord and declare what you're saying. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Just rest upon this word. Open people's ears to perceive what you're doing in this room, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is... um, favorite passage of scripture for me because there's there's things that I just I've held on to this uh, for many many years and just keep reading it over and over again (laughs) the Bible is like the book that keeps on giving (laughs) I don't like to watch movies twice because you know the ending But with the Bible, there's always something else in there. Jesus speaks at many different levels. And so I hold on to the scripture. And eternal life, you know, I grew up in the church. And so they, they used to say, well, eternal life is you've made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior. And now let the devil whack you over the head and you'll go to heaven one day. <laughs> Hide in the church. Sorry. It's not really what they taught. It's just how we lived. and so they used to say you know now you get to go to heaven one day but Jesus was the door that opened heaven and earth and eternity begins here and now and the word eternity there means eternity without end. Sometimes I ponder on how very small life really is. You know, all the things that we consider important, all the things that 
we value sometimes and sometimes we place importance on it and it's really important to legislate our day-to-day lives. That's important. It's important to go to work and be on time. It's important to, you know, do the things of life because I believe God honors that. It's appropriate living. It's living in order. But in moments of time, we'll stand before Him and then time will really begin for us. But the good part about understanding time is that that which you'll really live forever, you can begin here and right now. (laughs) Jesus opened that door so that we could engage heaven and live from heaven towards earth. Jesus, in one of the greatest to me, his greatest sermon, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount. He makes an incredible statement in uh, Matthew 6, verse 19. He says, store up your treasures in heaven. It can't be destroyed there, you know. (laughs) That's the American Abner Suarez translation. But the thing about being anchored in heaven is when you learn to live from heaven towards earth, you actually, God releases a grace and an authority to legislate the affairs of earth. And there are rewards for great obedience on this side of the earth. You think it makes no sense to your natural mind when the Lord says give everything in your bank account tonight, not tonight, not to me, but if you like to, that'd be fine, but the Lord tells you to, but you think that's crazy because the process of knowing Jesus and the process of intimacy with him and walking with him is actually the process of him trying to acquaint us with heaven in our, uh, in our inheritance that he's given us so we can actually legislate the affairs of the earth. In Genesis 1, verse 26, it says that we are made in the image of God. Two verses later, in verse 28, it says, have dominion and subdue the earth, depends on what translation you have. We're made in the image of God. This Bible is written, this whole thing is written and played out, presupposing us to be a people because we're made in the image of God, of having our deepest needs met by God. And having intimacy and ongoing encounters and supernatural realities as an as, um, as a ongoing part of our life. One of the shifts that the Lord is doing in this hour is He's shifting us to have experiences with the book so we can understand the book better. Bad theology has been created because we've come from the world system and we've come from the realm of earth. Where did Jesus go to... Um, Get the keys of hell, death, and the grave. He went to hell. He went to the realm of the earth. So one of the ways, that the, the tools of the enemy is he tries to work from the realm of the earth. He tries to work from the realm of underneath to try and get our eyes focused on what we can see, feel, and think and what we can understand with our own intellectual comprehension. That's why the religious spirit loves to work in the spirit of intellectualism and pride because it is the, it is the God of man that tries to dumb man down, dumb God down to the very experience of what only our mind. The Apostle Paul really understood this. And I think 
one of the reasons he said, we look not to the things that are seen, but we look to the eternal things. But I want to submit to you that he actually had an experience with the eternal things because he said, I knew a man. I don't know if I was in my body or outside of my body. I believe Paul had an understanding of the heavenly place that he stood in Jesus. That's why he said, you can't look at what you see. You got to look at the grand reality of eternity, which is heaven. So you're actually here upon the earth. You're actually um, walking this earth, but you're actually a citizen of another world and it's called heaven. That's why the, I, I really believe the more I understand this in Scripture, the more I read Scripture, that the Apostle Paul had an understanding of living from heaven towards earth. That's why he's, he told, you are not citizens here, you're citizens of heaven, right? He told the people of Philippi. And they would understand that because as citizens of Philippi, they were actually a colony of Rome and most of them had never visited Rome. But here's the good news. You can actually visit heaven. <laughs> and the purpose of encounter and the purpose of walking as one with Jesus is so you can become more acquainted with the world beyond. But here's the, here's the thing. As you walk with the Lord, see, many people have understood their assignment and they've had one prophetic word and they walk in that. But you must submit to the process of the Lordship of Jesus Christ over and over again to gain great authority in your assignment. That's why many people can be in the, in the word of the Lord, in the will of the Lord, but they haven't com- consistently submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And so there's not a release, the realm of authority on everything that they do. Because when you submit to that, you come back to the original purpose of God, of having your deepest needs met by God, and that obedience is a settled issue, and then great authority. It's not that you earn anything from God, it's just how the order of God works. Because there's an order in God and there's an order that as you posture yourself to a lifestyle of obedience, he said, boom, I'll put power on that. It's the pattern that Jesus established his church. See, one of the things that the Lord is going to do is he's going to switch the church from a, a, a consumer culture and meeting the needs of people to being dictated by the word of the Lord. One word from heaven created the reality of the church. It was many more than one, but he said, wait, wait here until Jerusalem. So they aligned themselves with heaven, and as they aligned themselves with heaven, earth was changed. They didn't leave the upper room because people weren't showing up to the meeting. They didn't leave the upper room because... I won't say that. Well, I will. Because somebody decided they voted that it wasn't a good idea anymore. All that stuff doesn't register in heaven. All our excuses for not obeying God don't register in heaven. (laughs) Well, we decided. I said, you decided. Heaven didn't decide. So the process of intimacy is actually discovering the inheritance that we've already been given. The Apostle Paul said, and again, I, I, I just, I'm fascinated, you know, well, <laughs> Paul. He says more than once in his epistles, Ephesians 1 and First uh, Peter, I think it's First Peter, no, well, that would be actually Peter, but Peter actually says it too. Well, let's just go to Ephesians 1. 
this making sense? It's really hot up here. I'll just read from Paul. Verse 3, may praise, laudation, and eulogy be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual given by the Holy Spirit blessing in the heavenly realm. So Jesus Christ has given us all things. He's, he, he actually does. He writes it now. I'm remembering it. I don't have my notes with me. <laughs> Thought I was doing something different tonight. <laughs> he says in Romans 8, how much, how, uh, in Romans, I don't know if it's 8, but how much, how, how much more how he, must he freely give us what? All things. Catch the revelation. Matthew 3. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. We've been still trying to understand that one for 15 years, right? <laughs> I've heard John Arnott preach probably the same sermon I don't know how many times. And I'm still like, I don't understand. I need, I need prayer ministry. <laughs> I need inner healing. <laughs> Every day of my life. <laughs> But there's another revelation that was revealed in there, and the heavens were open. <laughs> and the proof, uh, the proof, the understanding that you actually understand the revelation that you're loved by the Father is actualized in the process of intimacy. We must, one of the things that the Lord is putting his finger on is there's a lot of revelation in the church and we feel really good. Oh, the revelation. Well, I never heard that before. That's so good. And it's so good that we actually have to do something with the revelation. And the process is as you walk with the Lord, as you encounter the Lord, the Lord wants you to have an understanding of what he's already given you. If you are needed finances tonight, there are natural means for you to receive that, but you'll have to understand it, many of you, from God's perspective, from the heavenly perspective, to give you the understanding and the wisdom on how to receive it. If you are in need of healing tonight, it's already been given to you in the heavenly realm because healing exists in heaven. And maybe you're in this room tonight because God told you to come. He said, I'm going to heal you tonight. If you are in need of a job or whatever it is, I want to tell you that many people are looking to this person, to that person. And God is putting a community of people together. And we need each other. But we must 
keep our eyes focused on heaven, to live from heaven towards earth, understanding that God is our source. He has given us all things and everything relative to my destiny. As I align myself with him, I'll receive. You're not missing anything tonight. Prosperity of the soul and the heart is an internal reality that when you understand it, manifests itself externally. Genesis 39. Joseph was a slave in Potiphar's house, but he prospered. <laughs> I love Joseph. I got a message about him too. I'll only preach. Uh, I, I wish I could preach it more. <laughs> But how do you prosper when you're a slave? Because prosperity wasn't dictated. Heaven called him prosperous. He understood his prosperity. And he was able to prosper even in the most difficult situations. See, God is a loving father and he's gracious too. But he will allow you to be put in circumstances so he can answer some of your prayers. And so you can come into an understanding of a different facet of who he is. Some of you prayed for a job and he gave you a job. Now you don't like your work environment. But he's trying to show you something about that environment because he's showing us to give us the tools for victory. Remember when I uh, started in, in ministry, you know, praying the big prayer. <laughs> want to change nations for you. Still pray that prayer. but Whatever. See blind eyes open. Show me stuff I've never seen. Speak to me things I haven't heard. He said, just start by believing me for your rent this month. <laughs> One step at a time. Precept upon precept. So it's key that we have the spirit of revelation in this hour. Revelation is an un. A, a disclosing of what is always true but has previously been untrue to you because you weren't practicing it. <laughs> Old Testamently speaking, revelation is actually a personal experience. So let me just read this here. In verse 9, this is biblical what I'm talking about. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Making known to us the mystery of the secret of his will, of his plan, his purpose... And it is in accordance with his good pleasure, his merciful intention that he previously purposed and he planned. This is verse 9 and 10. He planned for the maturity and the times and the climax of the ages to unify all things and head them up and consummate them in Christ, both things in heaven and things on the earth. So he unifies things under Jesus Christ and he's given us all things under him. We've been given access to heaven. In John 17, Jesus prays that we would, what? Be one. Just as you and I and the Father of one, just as you love them. Peter put language to this in an amazing way. He said, we are partakers of the divine nature. And the actualization of that process is not just understanding with our mind. Isn't that awesome that we're one with God? But you actually prove it by a lifestyle of loving God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. It would be ridiculous for people who are married to say they love each other, but never engage in physical intimacy with, with each other, and not just limit to the marriage 
place, but to talk with each other, to walk with each other. You prove your love for the other by how it is actually played out in your everyday life. And so the Lord is challenging us to be a people of what does it look like to love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind. What does it look like to actually breathe in God when we're doing our taxes? That's why the message of the kingdom is so important. Because in the kingdom, it's all God's. The kingdom is not the church. The church is not the kingdom. The church is a creation of the kingdom, but the church is also everywhere. So they're like two intricately linked concepts. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time, but it sounds really good. <laughs> no, I... D- God speaks to me and then he, t- he shows me the house and then he shows me how the house was built. <laughs> so the proof that we understand the revelation is that we actually posture our lives in that way. And the spirit of revelation, which the Apostle Paul prays in this very same thing, is vital because revelation and faith work together as one. There's no separation. Paul prayed, he's praying, he's, 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 he's actually writing in his letter to a church that is in the middle of a mighty move of God and he prays, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. He opens the chapter by saying, you've been given all things, but then he prays for revelation. See, there's a pattern. There's always a pattern in scripture. Line upon line, precept upon precept. The Lord's establishing a pattern there. There was a government in place when the church started in the book of Acts. And it changed the history of the church. There's a pattern in God. Sometimes I go to meetings and they're like, well, when do you want me to speak? When do you want? Just whenever. I'm like, there's a pattern. I know even in the chaos, even in the chaos that's going to happen in a few moments, there's a pattern. There's something that the Lord is establishing. It looks like chaos to the natural, soulish, religious mind, but it's all perfect in heaven. Read Revelation 4. It's chaotic in the throne room. And God calls it perfect order. So what happens is, through the process of intimacy, we must pray and ask God for the spirit of wisdom and revelation because it's our place before God. Revelation 4. I often read and meditate on it and then I actually go into the experience of being in the throne room of God. Because that which I'm printed paid is actually real. (laughs) I was talking with these guys, they, they got frequent flyer tickets to heaven. And I'm tr- because I'm trying to put language to this heavenly place that we go to. And they said, it's like hearing the story or reading the story on printed page, but then actually living the story. <laughs> it's an actual place. Isaiah 11 says, the seven functions of the Spirit of God. There's seven functions. Uh, John picks up on it in Revelation 4. And so, we're in the throne room of God. It's our inheritance. And by the Spirit of Revelation, we discover what was already there for us to discover. And as God releases Revelation, okay, here is the door 
that I'm going to unlock for your finances. And it begins by you giving this seed to this ministry or this person who's hurting. And that's the revelation. That's the revelation to what God's already given you. That's the key that's going to unlock your... This is an example of your financial prosperity. Now, it's the job of faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the job of faith to grab hold of that and actualize the revelation that you're receiving. Faith and revelation work together as one. To actually actualize and manifest the revelation that you're receiving. And the thing about it is, is because we're, we're, we're constantly supposed to be in consistent dialogue. Why? Because we're one in heaven. We actually can begin to create the atmosphere by which we hear and by which we speak and by which we receive and move in revelation. Why? Because Deuteronomy 6, Shema, hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. You shall speak about it. You shall talk about it. But confessing, meditating. Focusing your eyes, that which is upon God. It's, 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 it's the great, that's why we look not to the things that are seen, but we look to the things that are eternal, because we're from heaven. And so we begin to, am I going too long? I see people leaving, I'm sorry. We speak, we meditate, we, we, we make that. We posture our hearts according to what heaven is saying. It may look difficult, it may look difficult, it, and things may become difficult. And what happens is, we begin to, Create the uh, as we speak, as we declare, because God, God spoke the very universe into existence, and the words have power. As we confess, as we declare what God is saying, how does faith come? Romans ten verse seventeen. Faith comes by hearing, and we become our greatest prophet because we hear, and as we hear, we actually begin to walk in truth. And what begins to happen? You begin to speak to the mountains. That's what Jesus spoke. As you speak. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll speak to the mountain and it will obey you. It may not happen overnight, may not happen today, may not happen tomorrow, but you'll manifest that revelation that you're receiving from heaven. And it's key that we align ourselves with heaven and earth in this time to manifest that which the Lord is doing. Because we're at a key place in the time, in, 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 our, in, our, in our nation's history. Uh, Jeremiah 23, 18, it says, Who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and who has heard the word of the Lord? We are standing as a people between heaven and earth in the very counsel of the Lord to change the course of history and to change this nation. One more verse. Jesus, I believe, articulated this truth here. Look at um, John chapter 8. I figured you came on a Friday night, so I just unload the guns. <laughs> Sometimes, really, I sit down after 10 minutes. It just... He didn't tell me to sit down, so sorry. John chapter 8. This is another really good meditating scripture. So what's going to happen, I believe, even what you're hearing tonight, and even uh, this is a, a challenge for me, is that we consistently keep our eyes upon heaven and live from heaven towards earth because we're one with Jesus. We're seated in heavenly places. 
And he actually cares about what we have need of. And he actually has put us in the counsel of the Lord to shift the heavens for earth to be changed in this hour. I believe that. We must agree with heaven. It's amazing in the parable, I was reading it yesterday, the parable of the sowers. He says in one point in there, he who has ears, let him hear what God is saying. Because he told us the process by which the enemy, he's given us all things. He told us the process by which the enemy would try and steal our inheritance as a people. I believe that's why Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the Father. And I think he, lo- he rocks like Lou Engel. Lord, give them a people who understand what I fully died to give them. They would understand their place before me. They would understand that as my children, they can shift the very things that happen here upon the earth that through faith as a substance of things hoped for. See, if they keep their... See, you know, ultimately this all just comes down to the Lordship of Jesus. Do we really believe who He said He is? We don't have options or choices. We make choices and options that God never gave us. People, I like that. I don't like that. It just doesn't matter. It's not a buffet. Get out of your American mentality. He likes it all. (laughs) That which probably irritates you is that which you need probably from somebody. Okay, I'll, I'll finish. This is uh, verse 30. As he said these things, many believed and trusted and relied and adhered to him. So Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him. Now watch. If you abide in my word, we abide with Jesus. We're already one with Jesus. It's that continual abiding. It's that continual being in constant familiar discourse. That's what... It actually, the language actually says when in, Enoch, uh, in Genesis 5 where it says Enoch walked with the Lord all the days of his life. He was in constant familiar discourse with heaven. As you abide in that, as you hear and move and, and it, you may say, you know, I, I have trouble hearing. Draw closer. It's not a condemning statement. It's just an opportunity to draw closer. If you abide in my word and hold fast to my teaching and live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples. Now watch what he says. That abiding principle, that abiding, meditating, confessing, declaring principle causes you what? And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He's speaking, I I believe, on many levels there. He's actually saying that that truth that you're living in, you'll understand truth in the kingdom. 
There's kingdom truths that we know in our mind, but we're trying to get it down deep in our spirit. Why? Because the truth and the measure that we're living in, as we appropriate by faith, and without faith it's impossible to please Him, as we please Him through our faith, we begin to walk out that truth. That's why I said you will know truth, and the truth will set you free from every part of this world system. That's why... The full, the full closure of all of that is the new heavens and new earth, regardless of your end time position. I'm not mocking that. I, I, I'm studying that myself, but I'm, I, I didn't know how to say it. But right here and right now, we get to press into a measure that I believe the prophets of old and the great cloud of witnesses are cheering us on so we can enter in to truth because the measure of truth in that you actually walk in I believe is the measure of truth that you get to manifest. I believe that. I believe that the nations of the earth will be changed in my lifetime. I don't believe the precious blood of Jesus died on the cross for not the greatest witness that is ever seen of Him being shown to the nations of the earth. A beautiful, spotless bride who lays down agendas, business cards, titles, and for the glory and the sake of Jesus. Because He deserves what He died to give us. And He's leading the army on a white horse. two-edged sword in his mouth. Let's put that same word in our mouth. His eyes are blazed like fire. We see Jesus a little lower than the angels. It was fitting that Jesus would suffer to bring many sons into glory. All creation yearns and groans for the appearing of the sons of God. Because I believe, I don't know how they do it, but creation has an understanding of what it was like before the fall. And he said, they're getting close. One or two have walked in it. But there's a whole generation of people about to walk in it. There's a people rising in the earth who understand that reality. Heaven and earth as one. Thank you, Lord. There it is. One last thought. 
we celebrate. And I personally have become fascinated with the life of all Roberts even before he passed away because there's something that the Lord wants to speak to me through his life. But we, we can certainly celebrate a life like that and how God can use one man. My mom told me all Robert's stories when he came to Puerto Rico. The blind would see, the deaf would hear, people would come out of wheelchairs. And out of right here, a dream to build a university by faith, he manifested it. No money, no financing. You know, the interesting thing is all the critics of Oral Roberts, we don't remember any of their names, but we know who Oral Roberts is. I've noticed that about history that you remember in the 90s when they send out all those tapes, they had that big report about Mike Bickle. Nobody even remembers who that pastor is anymore, but everybody knows who IHOP is. God has a way of being your defender and your justice. And the critics of history, in the moment they may sound loud, but history judges them as saying, that was not from heaven. You misspoke. You spoke out of turn. You curse what I call good. But we marvel at these people. We marvel at these many hymns, and I think that's appropriate. But I find it's people who stayed in their high calling. It's people who walked in their high calling and stayed it. And the Lord is inviting a body to live in their high calling and to stay in it all the days of their life and to carry the integrity for a glory that even the early apostles did not experience. Because the glory of the latter house will be greater at the end. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Have the worship team just come. Thank you.